Dreamsofamedia.com presents... When will I learn? The answer to life's problems aren't at the bottom of a bottle. <laughs> They're on Noiseland Arcade. With Craig WK. He's just a little shy because I've tried to kill him so many times. And Sean, the arcade phantom. An underachiever. And yet he seems to be... How should I put this? Proud of it? They're violent and they distract you from your schoolwork. Well, time to hit the books. Welcome to Noiseland Arcade. I am Craig WK, and uh, for this very important episode, I also have uh, my co-host, Sean, the Arcade Phantom. Craig? Yeah? I don't know if I could do this. We got ten guest stars in this episode. Well, I had a feeling you'd lose your spine over this, so I brought in a ringer of a co-host. Oh? Let's say hello to Sphinx from... Your show. Last Action Podcast. <laughs> yes. Woo. You're, you're a co-host? Yeah. Are you better than me? I've never met you, but yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what's up, guys? Sphinx, great to have you. So glad to have you on here for this one. <laughs> we've, we've mentioned Last Action Podcast quite a few times, uh, and we'll uh, go more in depth at the end of the episode here, but uh, uh, we have Sphinx from that show, who's uh, our special guest. Yeah, thank you guys so much for for having me on. It's it's been too long that I haven't been here. Huge Simpsons fan, and uh, but when when you asked me about some episodes, like this was one that was definitely on my radar. Listen, like, we, we barely snuck in year one of Noiselander. <laughs> this might be the last episode of the first year. We snuck in. I know it's all good. Uh, and it's great because of the fact that you know I, you know. When I asked you if you wanted to, to be on an episode, and you, like, before anyone else had the chance, was like, Homer at the bat. Well, I, this is such a famous episode that I'm like, someone might also be interested in it. Like, they were. I Exactly. <laughs> like, I want it, damn it. They were. A lot of people asked about this episode, and I was like, nope, sorry. <laughs> nice. Already been requested. Uh, so, yeah, today we're talking about Homer at the bat. Sean, when did this episode first air? February 20th, 1992. Yeah, so in this star-studded episode, Homer joins the nuclear plant softball team and finds success. But when Mr. Burns, uh, Mr. Burns bets that his team will win, he brings in ringers from the MLB. Uh, and so let's chat a little bit about the, the news. Uh, so, Sphinx, do you have any news here for us that was going on at this time in 1992? I mean, I, I do have a little bit of news for yeah. us. Um, the same night that the episode aired, mm-hmm. Ross Perot was on oh. Larry King Live, oh. which Larry King has been on The Simpsons already at this point. Uh, yeah, he has. Yeah. And Ross Perot announced that he was going to be running for President of the United States. How did that go, Sphinx? Not particularly well for <laughs> Ross Perot. I'll just vote for a third party candidate. Go ahead. <laughs> Throw your vote away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so. Ross Perot is uh, uh, getting it referenced uh, a few times here in The Simpsons uh, oh, yeah. in the years. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I kind of did, I went down the rabbit hole a little bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know this. A- at one point, he, in a Gallup poll, had 39% of the voter support. Really? Which was Holy over sh- Bush and Clinton. How? Isn't that crazy? 
And How? That, it was in like he announced it in February, June he was up thirty nine percent, and then there was some scandal in July. He completely backed out of the race, but then he found out in October that um, all fifty states wrote him in, so he reignited his campaign. <laughs> And then what? he had 18.9 million people vote for him, which was the highest since Teddy Roosevelt, like 100 years before. Wow. That is honestly fascinating. Right? <laughs> that good on Ross Perot. I mean, he lost. Oh, I yeah. always thought it was a more ridiculous shit show. I did, too. But yeah, he had yeah. 19 million Americans vote for his ass. Holy That's shit. <laughs> more than would ever vote for me, so I really can't say much. I'd vote for you, Craig. Well, yeah, you're contractually obligated as my friend, <laughs> as I make all my friends sign the contract. Oh, oh God. <laughs> so, Sean, what, what do you have for us in news? So I got the next movie you guys should do on Last Action Podcast. Oh, yeah? A movie opened up on February 21st, 1992, that almost sank Stallone's career. Stallone put out the box office bomb, stop or my mom will shoot. <laughs> yeah, we've actually talked about doing that movie on the show, and LPJ, my loser co-host, was like, absolutely not. You should totally do it. Have I you seen the poster for that movie? Yes, it's like a grandma with like a it's 44 a gra- Magnum. Look at this. Look at this poster. For those of you who can't see, it's a grandma holding a big Magnum. Stallone's behind her with a smaller gun. Is, is that one of the Golden Girls? No, not quite. I thought so at first, too. I don't know who it is. I guess it is a famous actress. So, in 1992, this made uh, Roger Ebert's worst films list of the year. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) So, Craig, now that I've made us all laugh hysterically at a bad comedy that almost sank Stallone's career, what what horrible Uh, news do you have? You're always such a... I I have some real bad shit for you guys. This is real nasty. Of course. Andrea's... Briars or uh, Bears uh, about the ice bears? cream. Ice cream. Uh, I mean, it's spelled like the ice cream. Hey, this yeah, is bears. about ice cream, and I'm all for it. Then it's not. Oh, I'm sorry. Damn. Uh, so Andreas Bears of the Conservative Party beat Thunius Kruger of the National Party to a seat of Parliament in th- uh, uh, the city of Potchefstroom, South Africa. Now, the reason this is very concerning is because this. Uh, uh, Bayer's guy is the the conservative party is against the national party. The national party made things a little bit more open for black people, but um, there's something very important to keep in mind here. Uh, so this uh, Bayer's guy won. You know, doesn't look good for black people. You mm-hmm. know, the fact that he's con- ultra conservative, he wants to make sure blacks don't take power. Uh, do you know who was allowed to vote in this vote? Uh, white people. Uh huh. Not black people. That's <laughs> no. for sure. And so, yeah, the the things weren't looking great as uh, uh, they declared that this was like, you know, showing that white people essentially wanted black people not to have any control. Yep. Apartheid is still happening in 1992. God damn it. Why do you always bring me down? I mean, it's near the end, so he's going to have to come up with some new international crisis, like probably Serbia and genocide going on there. (laughs) (laughs) The the horror never ends. (laughs) You're right. The horror never ends. Can't Uh, wait for early 90s history. Oh, Rwanda will be coming up soon, too. Yeah. In fact, I think Rwanda got brought up at some point in another episode. Was it Rwanda? No, that was another African country where other terrible things were happening. 
things aren't great in the early 90s. In America, things are real swell. I mean, Ross Perot's running for president. <laughs> yeah, we just kicked ass in Desert Storm. We're doing good. Go America. <laughs> TVs were cheap, you pointed out last week or two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good times. Uh, good times. Good times in America. I will say, too, I found out that with this particular mm-hmm. episode, it was the first time The Simpsons beat the Cosby yeah, show. Yeah, so Elephant in the Room, they caught Cosby sleeping, and they took advantage of that scenario right there. Ha <laughs> I get it. Uh, <laughs> you two are both awful. <laughs> Why did I sign up for this? That was your mistake. Come on, you knew it was going downhill when Cosby was brought up. Yeah. Like episodes and episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they were terrified of The Cosby Show. When the season started, season two is the first time they were put against the Cosby show. And Al Jean said, we're done. We're finished. Yeah. This is the end of The Simpsons. Boy, how wrong he was. Yeah, Take that, Bill Cosby. Rapist creep. Yeah. Did, have you, did, you guys, <laughs> did you guys see that recent interview with Cosby about how he doesn't regret his actions? Yeah, I heard Fuck about him. it. Fuck him. He's just a senile, crazy old man at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had no idea that happened. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, yeah, he put out that he doesn't regret his actions because he doesn't think he did anything wrong. Yikes. Uh, that's not good. I mean, Yikes. when he walked out of his court trial, he did the Fat Albert laugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow, yeah, he's totally he's going totally senile. He's totally a fucking monster. Yeah, well, that too. Uh, so let's jump into the episode. <laughs> yeah. Let's just dive in here. Uh, so... Homer, off the bat, is about to get into some donuts. Oh, my God. What a great start to an episode. Just classic Homer. In fact, I think this might be the first time we hear him ever utter the phrase, mmm, donuts. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think he... I mean, he said mmm to other things before, but I don't know about donuts. What about when he was a robot in Treehouse of Horror? I think he says mmm, sprinkles. He says oh, mm, sprinkles right. in that. Um, he says they get donuts when he talks to the donut guy. All the colors of the rainbow. (laughs) Which is a weird answer. Still stand by that. Uh, You're not wrong. So Homer starts chowing down on donuts and... Uh, I love this is such a good opening. You're right, Sphinx, because it, like Homer starts to choke, and one of the others is like, "Ah, Homer's choking again." Uh, you know, why don't we scare him? That's the hiccup. I love that Charlie says, "Why don't we scare him?" Charlie is the most underrated person who works the power plant. I really like Charlie as a character, and he never he like only barely appears in the show. He's got a great moment later on too. Yes, he does. He's got a great moment. <laughs> Look does. out, Lenny. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, while they're looking for the Heimlich Maneuver uh, uh, poster... Which is right <laughs> next to this. Which, did you notice? It's a Heimlich. He's he's chewing out a crab. Oh, no, it's an entire lobster. Yeah, it's an entire lobster. Coughs up a lobster. Great. And they're like, hey, look at this. Softball sign-ups. <laughs> and Homer like just immediately coughs out what he's the donuts he's eating. He's like, softball, sign me up. Yep. The other guys aren't too thrilled about it, though. They're like, ah, you know, last season we were 2-28. and 28. And he's like, ah, I know it wasn't our best season. Actually, it was. <laughs> well, this year's going to be different, because Homer has a secret weapon. He sure does. What are some of those secret weapons, guys? Well, we thought it was just a big, gigantic mitt. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that. And it no. wasn't spring shoes. No. And Lenny's a freaking serial killer, because he thought <laughs> it was a ray gun that killed the other team. I stand by the statement that Lenny is not a serial killer. He's just the henchman of a supervillain. He's a sociopath, okay. Which he is. He works for Mr. Burns. Arguably, all of them are henchmen. Hmm. But- 
please don't tell people how I live. <laughs> <laughs> so he thinks of a ray gun. This isn't mutant league baseball. You but don't win when be? the other team gets eradicated. I would argue you do, though. <laughs> I was gonna say, of all the things that end up happening later on in this episode, the ray gun is kind of on par. Yeah, but it's not too far off. Uh, so Homer at home is is bragging to Bart, and he's like, "Son, I want to show you something very, very special." And Bart's like, "Is it a homemade bat?" And he's like, "It's a homemade bat." <laughs> and Bart's kind of like, "Eh." Uh, also, Homer is horrible at giving advice on how to avoid a lightning storm. Oh, he's great! Oh at my it. god, I love that. <laughs> I love this series of events. So what is it? He he gets himself locked out. He puts a, a he, piece he, of sheet metal over his head. He a piece of sheet metal. <laughs> and he went under the tallest tree in the yard. Mm-hmm. And lightning strikes the tree, and he feels like this branch is special. It's a glowing, and it's fancy. And so he puts his homemade football on hold. <laughs> Which I don't know what the hell that is on the table. There. I love that that football has a bunch of nails in it. <laughs> and says NFL. Yeah. <laughs> it's re- strictly regulation, I, I'm sure. And so Homer goes to work, and we see like a montage of him like using like a blowtorch and like nailing, you know, like hammering in nails. And Marge, I lo- like I love the the tone in her voice when she says the next line when she's like Homer come to, or Homie come to bed, and he's like, and it cuts to the bed, and he's just like whittling away, yeah, like whittling away with this like big giant like I don't even know what the tool is called. And I love that Marge is like Homer, go back to bed. Or go back to the garage. Yeah. And he makes Wonder Bat. He sure does. What is he going to bat? He's going <laughs> to, well, he's going to get hit, hit uh, what is it, 3,000 home runs <laughs> on the season. Is that possible? <laughs> 30 games, 10 at bats. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> All right. I guess the math checks out. Uh, yeah, sure it does. <laughs> also, the music that's uh-huh. played when he shows Wonder Bat and whenever he's using Wonder Bat is from a previous episode. It's the music that was in Dancing Homer. Oh, oh I didn't yeah. Know that. Yeah, which it is sounded a familiar. parody of the natural. Yes. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, the whole thing with the bat is a parody from the natural because, you know, that character in that movie had a bat as well and all that good stuff. Did he make it from a piece of wood from a lightning storm? He did make it, if I remember right. I don't know if it was from a lightning oh, okay. storm. And then it also breaks, just like oh, <laughs> Wonder <figure>. Bat does. <laughs> oh, poor Wonder Spoiler Bat. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so- Sorry I gave away the movie that's 35 years old with Robert Redford. Oh, I was referring to this episode. Oh, I don't well. care about that. Sorry I gave it away with the episode that's 24 years old. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh God, it's 27. It's 27 years <laughs> old. Oh, it is 27, isn't it? Oh my God. Oh, good Lord. I wish I was so old. It'll be 28 in February. Oh, crap baskets. <laughs> so, we we have uh, the, the Simpsons, you know, and uh, the, the you know power plant team is facing off against the police. <laughs> yeah, the Springfield a, police. Yeah, in a beer league. And so, like, you know, he's going through and it's like, you know, if you if you go past second base, you got to chug a beer. If you go here, you got to chug a beer. And, oh, and fourth inning's the beer inning. And, and Wiggum's like, hey, hey, we know how to play softball. I love how the keg is at first base <laughs> yes. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Have either of you guys ever played beer league baseball? Yeah, I have not. Softball, it's, yeah. It's the best way to play, where you just it get is. completely shit-faced the entire time you play. I would imagine it's the best way to play. I used to do beer league croquet, actually. <laughs> and we would put on suit jackets, smoke cigars, and drink scotch as we played croquet in a public park. In a public park? In a public park. Nice and classy, at least. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm sure no one stared at you while no, you were doing did. it. No. <laughs> so we uh, we have uh, uh, the police radio is on, and they're like, calling all cars, calling all cars, armored car being robbed at 5th and Main. And Wiggum's like, misses again. And he's like, turn that damn radio off. Yep. And I love Marge calling the shots of the game where like she's like, and that man hits the ball. And then he runs, and everyone's happy. And Bart's like, Mom, do you want me to call the game? And she's like, that's okay, dear. I'm doing it. And she has an old camcorder, which anyone young won't have any clue what that is. No. And, buddy, I would say it's a smaller camcorder than I thought for 1992. Yeah. Like, I remember those big-ass ones that oh, we had yeah. back in the day. Those were pretty big in the, the uh, yeah, even into the early 90s. Right? Yeah, yeah, they I were pretty like big, weren't they? Mid-80s, early 90s, they had those big ones. Well, I mean, let's face it. This isn't the Simpsons camcorder. I was going to say, no, it's Flanders. Stole from Ned Flanders. It's Flanders camcorder. <laughs> it's Flanders camcorder. <laughs> in, in fact, he lost it. He oh, later yeah. tells Flanders, or earlier tells Flanders. I don't remember where that was. Uh, it was uh, when he was cursing in the backyard. Uh, yeah, so it's in Bart the Lover. Bart the Lover, yeah. he ta- He's like, I told you, I lost it. Which clearly they did not. Uh, I like, too, when the police, when they score a couple of runs, they just shoot their guns <laughs> off in the air in the dugout. Do you know how many shots they shoot? <laughs> Did no. you count? Six, the entire clip of the revolver. <laughs> awesome. Yep, they fire every round they have, which is just not great. Uh, so, you know, it's it's the bottom of the ninth, and it's Homer's turn to bat. Shouldn't he have been at bat way sooner? I wrote that down too. Like, yeah. wouldn't he have? He used said ten at bats per game. Yeah, yeah. He should have been way earlier, but whatever. And so, you know, everyone's like, you know, Homer, what's going on? You know, what are you, what are you gonna do here? And he pulls out his magic bat, and Lenny's like, I got a magic bat, and Carl's like, and I got an enchanted jockstrap. <laughs> and Homer then proceeds to kill a man. As he <laughs> hits a home run, it goes flying off, and it nails a guy in a park who's having uh, a picnic. And I think the the girl with pigtails in the park, I think, might be one of Lisa's classmates. I could be crazy. I love that shot of that guy getting hit oh so my God. much. It is so good. <laughs> and so, I, uh, you know, Wiggum isn't thrilled, though, as Homer's taunting him, and he's like, get his license and registration, Eddie. And he's like, oh, I'm on it, chief. And so at home, Homer's being treated as a hero. And they're watching uh, uh, super slow-mo to see him hitting the home run. Did you guys have slow-mo on your VCR? I don't know if I did. Yes, I did. So, you, uh, so Sean, you had uh, slow-mo on your VCR. Yeah, I had slow-mo in my VCR. It would do, like a, like you were saying, like a pause thing. Yeah. Where it would like pause over and over again, or kind of like when you press the pause button a million times in a video game. Oh, maybe maybe mine did, and it just didn't work very well. I don't remember using it very often, and that I think it just was kind of crappy. So a good reason you might not have used it is pause and slow-mo on VCRs would actually ruin the tapes. Really? Yeah, it would degrade the magnetic process on the tape over time. So if you wanted to ruin the tape quicker, you would pause or slow-mo it. Oh, that's why my Transformers the movie crapped out on me. But the Simpsons had super slow-mo. Yes, they didn't they did. just have slow-mo. They had super slow-mo. We get to see Homer. I just love like Homer's belly. Like back and forth. I like that in the 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 scene, we don't ever see this, but like Homer is like, huh? What? And he's all surprised by his home run. Yeah. I uh, but uh then we have a little bit of a, a montage. As we see, well, train tracks implying that they're traveling, but it's all throughout Springfield. So that, I think, if I remember right, is also a reference to the natural. Okay. And so they go to East Springfield, Fort Springfield, 
Uh, at Sports Springfield, they uh, play against a team that has Apu and Otto. Yeah. I love his line, though, as he hits it, and he's like, such a mighty wallop. <laughs> it just goes flying. So I'm assuming that that team is Apu's team, and they're some version of the Quickie Mart Gougers, which we'll later see in the hockey team. Oh, that's oh, probably the case. Also, uh, do you want to know who was in the crowd at that game? Who? There's, uh, there's one weird one in particular. So we have... Uh, uh, Seymour and Agnes Skinner. Yeah, I remember seeing them. Uh-huh. Mrs. Hoover and Sherry or Terry, whichever one, I'm not sure. We only see one of the twins. And Roger Myers Jr. <laughs> That's a weird deep cut for a person in there. Yeah, I mean, he's already appeared on the show, so it's not like it's a big deal, but like it's kind of strange that Roger Myers Jr. is in the crowd of a baseball yeah. game. I don't know. Uh, they go to Springfield Heights. I... Uh, and then we see that they have more homemade bats. I love these homemade <laughs> bats so much. So what have we got? I remember, I so one of them is a piano leg. Uh, yeah. And, and that's actually a reference to a real life story. I what, don't know. really? Yeah. Go on. So um, I wrote it down here. So Norm Cash, who mm-hmm. is a former Detroit Tiger, oh. uh, pulled out. A uh, piano leg oh, yeah. when the Tigers were playing. I believe it was the Houston Astros because it was Nolan Ryan who uh-huh. ended up pitching a no hitter against them, and so it was just kind of to represent like this: like we cannot hit off this guy. It doesn't matter like what we have. <laughs> so uh, that's that was a reference to that. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. That's really funny. Yeah, Nolan Ryan, I, I get kind of nerdy with the baseball, which is yeah. another reason why I wanted this episode, but Nolan Ryan has like the most no-hitters than anyone else in baseball. It's like oh. 11 or 12, some insane number. Wow, that yeah, is a like, lot. No one's even close to him for that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, we also have Charlie. He's got his sister's wooden leg. <laughs> yeah, Love it. Love it so much. My sister let me borrow her wooden leg. <laughs> well, we know that Charlie has a sister and that she is missing a leg. Yep. That's something to consider for future episodes. It'll never come back up. No, never. it won't. <laughs> uh, so at Springfield Trade Center in the Millionaires Club, we have Mr. Burns. Well, how much money do you have to have to enter the Millionaires Club? You must have $1 million or more to <laughs> enter. Uh, and so uh, uh, Smithers tells Burns, he's like, you know, one more win and we capture the pennant. And the pennant essentially is like the winning the league, right? Yeah. yeah. And so... Uh, you know, Burns looks to his dinner guest, Aristotle Amadopoulos. Good old Greek guy. I love them Greeks. If it ends in an IS or an OS <laughs> or US, probably a Greek. Yep. We talked about that on the episode where he appeared, which was the Homer Defined. Homer Defined. Homer Defined. Yep. Yes. Thank you. Because Homer has to save his plant, too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good old voice of John Lovitz is going to be kicking ass here, right? Uh, right? John Lovitz? Uh, no. Yeah, they get they know John Lovitz. They didn't bring him on for this. They don't even impersonate his voice. No, they don't. He's Listen, just like some dude. There were so many people, guests they had to bring on in this one, they probably couldn't afford John. That's probably <laughs> true. Probably the case. I mean, they had 10 guest stars in this episode. <laughs> yeah. If the, the pay of, of what Smithers had to pay the players in the game is any indicator, they made a lot of money for doing these voices. That's true. Uh, and so... Uh, Burns says, you know, do you hear that, Ari? Uh, you know, I, uh, uh, you know, as soon as we thump your team, we'll be the, you know, winning the, the pennant or whatever. And Aristotle is like, ha, my gladiators will crush your team with like nine flabby grapes. Burns says, I disagree. And they go to bet. 
a million dollars on it. This might be one of the better lines from Burns in this episode. <laughs> and he's like, oh, a million dollars. Well, you know, if, if we're betting, why not make it interesting? Oh, I thought a million dollars was interesting. Oh, well, uh, I'm sorry. I thought you'd start with a small number and I'd work our way up and you'd bait each other. Yes, a million dollars is fine. <laughs> and so they're betting a million dollars. It's a hell of a bet for our a softball, a softball game. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be stupid rich so I can just do things like that. Right? That's the kind of rich I want to be. That's right. Betting on softball teams for a million dollars rich. But Hell nobody else yeah. would take the bet, I guess. Uh, but Mr. Burns decides he's going to cheat. And so he decides to get a team together. Now, I have Mr. Burns' original team. Would you like to hear those <laughs> yes, names? shoot that team out because it's great. So this is not just what Mr. Burns mentions. This is looking at the poster he has and okay. confirming. And these are all real players. Yep. We have Honus Wagner, Cap Anson, Mordecai Three Finger Brown, Shoeless Joe, Harry Hooper, Jim Crichton, Napoleon LaJoy, uh, La Pie Trainer, Gabby Street. And, uh, well, they've all been dead for a long time. For a long time. <laughs> the right fielder, uh, 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 Jim Crichton had been dead for 130 years as that episode aired, which is true. That was uh, an oh, actual nice. number. It was 130 years. Even Shoeless Joe Jackson is gone? Yes, Sean. Oh. Well, he's uh, a ghost in Field of Dreams, so there you go. Okay, there you oh. go. <laughs> yeah, it's got to count for something. If you build it, he will come. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, these were all real baseball players that played no later than 1937, playing on the fact that Burns is super old and that's yeah. all he knows. Yeah, Honus Wagner is... Um, his baseball card was came out of a cigarette wrapper. Really? And it's actually the most sought-after card in history. I think it just sold at auction for a couple million dollars. Even more than ago. Mickey Mantle? Yep. Wow. Even more than Mickey. Even more than Mickey. Man, can you imagine getting baseball cards in a pack of cigarettes? Like, <laughs> no, that is a funny. weird concept to think about. <laughs> Danny, I want some baseball cards. Well, you're going to have to take up smoking, son. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The uh, verbal lesson, your... you're going to smoke every single one of these cartons. <laughs> it's good for your health. <laughs> uh, and so Burns yells damnation when Smithers lets him know, and he tells him to search out three different leagues. <laughs> the National yeah. League, the American League, and the Negro League. Yeah, he does. So, so. <laughs> the National and American Leagues, I'm sure Sphinx could uh, even let us know, were originally separate and then joined together in, do you know what year? They joined together, oh man, 1903. I was going to say it was really early. And uh, uh, black people were segregated from baseball until 1951. Sure were. Because that's the world we live in. Yep. Which is still happening in South Africa, full <laughs> circle. You guys are like, why do you bring this stuff up, Craig? There's no way that's why you brought that up. That was just a coincidence. Yeah, it was just a sad, sad coincidence I mean, of the world it, being horrible it, it and is racist. A, yeah, it, it, you're, you're not wrong. It is. It, it's, but how sad is it that it those sad. sad coincidences are always happening? For sure. Uh, and so he tells Smithers you know, he needs his ringers, and he has 24 hours to succeed. Which, why is that such a threat? 
Like, because like he it's was I, right. He was so evil about it. You have twenty four hours. <laughs> it's like why Smithers is going to get executed if he doesn't complete this. I guess so. Going back to that, I think of uh, Have you guys both seen Spider Man uh, Into the Spider Verse? Yeah, uh, I have. Yeah, I just think of um, when Peter B. Parker's like, he's got to say, "You have twenty four hours. You have twenty four hours." <laughs> Called it. I uh, and so Smithers goes somehow over twenty four hours all across the country and uh the first place he stops off is a baseball card convention which did they still hold those i don't know if they still hold them but they would have been big then they were, they were huge back yeah, then. yeah they were very big back then so uh for those who don't know back in the early 90s yeah there were like uh conventions where they would have like baseball cards it was just baseball cards like nowadays you might see that even at like comic cons yeah you know but i mean like back then, yeah, they had their own conventions. I think I've read that like the value of sports cards in general have have plummeted with a few ex- you know few exceptions. It's yeah. just not something that people collect or a lot of stuff like anymore. that. Yeah, in the nineties, Upper Deck really saturated the market with yeah. a bunch of different series of cards, and it really crashed the market for them. Well, my, I mean, my dad was a toy comic and card dealer. Oh, okay. So, oh yeah. Yeah, you would see like Upper Deck would put out like four different sets per team per year. So there'd be like the NHL Series 1, Series 2, Series 3, Series 4, <laughs> NBA Series 1, Series 2, Series 3. Just became like Krusty's uh, trading card. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Krusty poses for a trading card photo. <laughs> Krusty visits family in Indianapolis. And I mean, really, with a baseball card, how many different poses can you really get? You're holding a bat if you're a batter. Uh, or you're performing, or you're some, performing play in the field. some play on the field. Yeah. Or just you're standing Or just you smiling. Yeah, yeah, and you're smiling. <laughs> Yeah, not a lot you can do with that. And so Jose Canseco is at this uh, uh, convention signing uh, baseball cards. Yeah, sure is. And uh, Smithers offers him $50,000 to play one game. Well, it's a pay cut, but I'm in. So (laughs) Jose Canseco is notoriously a pain in the ass to deal with in this episode, which I'll get into in multiple points. But do you know what Jose Canseco made in 1992? I'm going to bet he's in the millions, probably He is the highest played player. He made $3.6 million in 1992. The previous year, he made $5.5 million because he had a signing bonus. Okay. He played 162 games. So if he did that, he would be making $22,222 per game. He's a lying fucker. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot worse things about Jose Canseco at this point in his career, but... <laughs> but but apparently he was the biggest pain in the ass for the Simpsons. Like every point they had to make him look better than he was. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that Jose Canseco was a big pain in the butt. Well, did you hear what the original story was that they were going to have him do? I did not hear the original. We're going to get to that when that scene happens, I think. Okay, I can bring yeah. it up later. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that for sure. I, I definitely got to hear that. But yeah. do you guys know who the second highest player was in the MP- in MLB? Who was the second highest paid player? Was it his fellow Bash brother, Mark McGuire? Nope. Or Roger Clemens. It is somebody in this episode. Uh, I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say, I don't know. Uh, how about uh, Daryl Strawberry? Nope. No? Don Mattingly was the second highest wow. paid player in the I MLB. I would have thought Roger Clemens. But... Wow. Yeah, Mattingly got into some trouble back then, too. He was just kind of, he was always kind of He was douche. kind of a rough kind of customer. <laughs> but then the Simpsons, well, we can talk about it later, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> so make great jokes yeah. on that. So uh, that's how they get, uh, uh, you know, Canseco. Uh, Canseco. Smithers goes looking for Mike Sosha in the woods. <laughs> yeah, he's hunting. He's hunting, and he shoots Smithers, and it nicks his arm. 
And he's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I thought you were a deer. And Smithers says it happens all the time. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Is that some like, like, I mean, because, you know, they're perpetually making like homosexual references about Smithers. That's what I thought maybe. Like, is he out hunting for guys? <laughs> Like I, and sometimes I they shoot at him. I, uh, I don't know. He's, I have no he's idea. mistaken for a fawn when he's with uh, the bucks. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not really sure what's exactly going on with that line. But <laughs> he uh, uh, he says like, "How would you like to be a ringer for a softball team?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'd always love a blue collar job, like working at a hydroelectric plant or something." And he's like, "Come with me, Mike Sosha." Did so. you know Mike Sosha reappears on The Simpsons? No, I didn't know that. In the fan fiction seasons, in season 22, on the episode Money Bart, he returns as himself, who is now currently a coach in the MLB. Actually, I guess he just got fired last year. (laughs) (laughs) But he was a coach at the time of the episode, and they bring him back on, and he references his time working at the power plant. That's hilarious. That's kind of funny. That's kind of cool. His character model ages. So the Simpsons don't age, but Mike Sosha ages, so he's no longer his young self, but he's portrayed as his older self. That's kind of weird. It's very weird. And then it makes sense, though, because he was the manager for the Angels in Anaheim. So, I mean, he's in California where they're making the episode. Oh. So I'm sure he was easy enough to call up and be like, hey, you want to be on the show again? Yeah, it's, oh, I got it's time like this an afternoon. hour and a half drive. Yeah. Uh, and so Ozzy Smith is hanging out in, like, Graceland? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's, he's like Elvis's house. Yeah, he's like, three TVs, what a lifestyle. And he's like, like Ozzy Smith is depicted as, like, a weird cliche tourist in this episode, which is kind of <laughs> great. It's a really weird, like, series of gags for him. Yeah. Uh, Don Mattingly is, like, which is, <laughs> I'm sure, the joke. He's because he's you know depicted as like a rough customer or like people know him as being yeah. rough and stuff. And when uh, Smithers gets to his door, he's like got like the the gloves on for like washing dishes, yeah, and he's apron. Like, yeah, apron. He's like, oh come in, do you want something to drink? Come on, you know. And he brings uh, Smithers in. Uh, Steve Sachs apparently has a jazz trio. <laughs> yeah, playing the bass. Yeah, playing the bass. Yeah, slap bass. Yeah. Also, uh, did you see some of the people in the crowd while he was playing? Uh oh. We have Jacques. Okay. Of course, Jacques would show back up in a scene like this. You want to know the weirdest one, which I don't think either of you would ever guess in a million years? The angry couple who fell back in love with each other from the War of the Simpsons <laughs> Holy are in that crowd, and they look utterly miserable again. That's hilarious. Yeah, I thought you that was hoppy. super weird. I was thinking like Queen bleeding gobbies or something. <laughs> Queen of the hoppies. Uh, and so... Uh, we we cut to the nuclear plant, and they also have uh, Roger Clemens, who's going to be a security guard. Yep. Wade Boggs is going to be a janitor. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. is going to be a lunch cashier. And Daryl Strawberry, well, we'll think of jobs for the rest of these you know, people later. Yep. And uh, uh, I think it's, uh, was it Mike Sosha who's excited <laughs> yes, about Mike a job? He's like, job. <laughs> I'm going to go do my job. And Burns is like, because he, he you know, lets him know that the softball sign up is there. And he's like, one more like phrase like or, uh, response like that, and it's back to the big leagues. <laughs> and Lenny is a little concerned, though. You know, he's like, oh, yeah. he's like, you know, well, if you have all these players, you're not going to need us, but, uh, are you, Mr. Burns? He's like, well, duh. <laughs> And he's like, oh, coincidentally love, here is the softball sign up. (laughs) (laughs) They all show up. Uh, and I love the, the which we made reference to earlier in our episode, you know, like Homer walks up to Daryl Strawberry, he's like, you're a right fielder. Yes. <laughs> like, I play right field too. So? Uh, well, are you better than me? Well, I don't know you, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Daryl Strawberry kills it in this episode. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> Daryl Strawberry is not only better at this than him, but he's got more friends at the PowerPoint. <laughs> That's <than Holder>. true. <laughs> <laughs> so he's only been there a day. Yeah, he's been there a day, and he's got more friends. And so, like, I, I appreciate too that Marge is like she has no clue who this is, and she's like, "What makes you think this Daryl Strawberry character is better than you?" And yeah, Homer's like he's stronger, faster, smarter has more friends and uh you know Bart's a little taken aback by this but he learns his lesson and uh you know uh we we have the uh them at the field mm-hmm. next and you know Burns is like you know I don't care if you're uh uh like a uh a, a Roger Clemens uh Daryl Strawberry or a Smithers what is one of the bad players names uh Homer Simpson sir he's like or a Homer Simpson it's <laughs> you know Homer's all proud and smiling and uh, uh, Burns recommends that instead of drinking coffee or tea or whatever, they all start drinking brain and nerve tonic. <laughs> he gives it to Ken Griffey Jr. It's like there's a party in my mouth and everyone's invited. So apparently Ken Griffey Jr. didn't know what that line meant. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I read that. He's like, he's like, I didn't really understand the line. So they had to like, Tell him a couple times, like what that kind of was supposed to mean, and <laughs> apparently Ken Griffey Jr. has been hit over the head a few too many times. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's probably been beamed a few times, yeah. right? Such a great line! That was a party in my mouth, and everyone's it's invited. Funny. And so, I uh, Ken Griffey Jr. is starts drinking, and Burns is like, "Well, sometimes it's been known to cause gigantism, but you know, go ahead and drink this." Which, by the way, uh, uh, brain and nerve tonics were banned in the early 1900s. Probably for the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I don't think they actually cause gigantism. That's no. They're probably just loaded with things like cocaine. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Gi- yeah. Iodine. Yeah, probably. Uh, gigantism is uh, like caused by uh, like hormones and stuff. Like uh, uh, what is? I don't remember the gland is called, but yeah, it's like it, it like it's overactive when you're younger and it makes you huge essentially as you grow up. Is it your pitu- uh, pituitary, pituitary Yeah, pituitary gland. Thank you. And uh, I like that everyone groans when Burns is like, Smithers, the medicine balls. And everyone sees him and they're like, oh. Which I never had to deal with that in gym. Did you no. guys? No, I didn't go to gym in the 1900s, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I didn't drink my brain and tonic and, uh, and nerve tonic and then use the medicine balls. I wasn't putting on a striped shirt and having a nice handlebar mustache as I did it. Well, when you're immortal, you forget these things. I'm sorry. And so we get another montage in the episode, and this one is kind of a short one. It's them training, and uh, we see like a g- the gym is filled with all of them, you know, working. And like Homer's in the sauna chamber or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I love that uh, they get a hypnotist, <laughs> <laughs> and the hypnotist should look familiar because he's in a previous episode. Yeah, he shit. Who is he? Do you remember, Sean? I don't remember which episode he's in. I know he's in a previous episode. I'll give you a hint. Number one. Is he in the very first episode? He is. He is the guy teaching all of the mall Santas. Oh, oh. yeah. Ho, ho, ho. I feel like he comes back. Like, he's in other episodes, too, isn't he? The face he's looks at, familiar. He's at least in these two. He might be a background character in uh, Bart Gets an F. When everyone's in the snow, having a snow day, and like shows okay. everybody from the show at that point, oh, uh, okay. that might he might show up then, but I don't remember. Gotcha. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, he's like, you know, you will give 110%. And they're like, it's impossible to give more than, you know, 100 or give 110%. By definition, 100% is the most anyone can give. Which I love that because I hate people that say, I'm going to give 110%. It's like, no, that's not possible, you moron. <laughs> you can't. It's 100%. <laughs> Anytime there's a video game that goes above 100%, I get pissed off. You should. I get irrationally mad. Like Donkey Kong Country is like 103%. It's like, why? Just make it 97% and then you get to the 100 when you do all the special things. Yeah. Yeah, it's dumb. So Drives me nuts. I like that Homer is like, you know, I got it, I got it. He's about to get the ball, and Daryl Strawberry just flies. <laughs> He's just like, whoop, flies He's gone for like four seconds. Yeah, there's a nice long pause of Daryl <laughs> Strawberry gone. Lands on the ground, throws it, and uh, Homer's like, you know, he's like, hey, I called that. And, uh, and Burns jumps up, and he's like, put a lid on it, Simpson. He's like, there's no I in team. And Daryl Strawberry is a brown noser. Yeah, he's so he good at it, too. <laughs> Some guys have a real bad attitude, don't they? <laughs> don't they skip? Skip, that's right. He's they sure skip. do. They sure do, Strawberry. And Daryl's smile <laughs> oh is my so God, good. I love his smile. <laughs> he's just so <laughs> condescending. I love it. I don't think they meant for Strawberry to be such a villain to Homer this episode, <laughs> but he comes off so perfect. Yeah, he does. Sosha in the nuclear plant, you know, who who's really digging this, like, you know, new job is, you know, like talking with Carl and Carl's like, I don't get it, Sosha. He's like, you know, you're a you're a ringer in the, the big leagues, you know, all this stuff. And here you are busting your butt in the nuclear plant, like hauling radioactive waste. And Sosha's like, well, you know, in the big leagues, if you make one mistake, the media is all over you. He's like, here, it doesn't matter. And his wheelbarrow full of toxic waste <laughs> spills over. And he's like, uh-oh. And Carl's like, ah, don't worry about it. He's like, oh, man, is this ever sweet? I... <laughs> uh, and then Bart and Ralph are playing base, uh, softball, baseball okay, together. This scene bums me out because I would have loved to see just like 20 seconds more of this actually taking yeah. place. Because yeah, yeah. every single time it's Ralph's turn, uh-huh. one, of the, one of the ringers shows up. He's yeah. like, I want Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> Mr. Boggs, can you play? <laughs> like, I'll take Jose Canseco. And Bart gets stuck with Millhouse. Millhouse and Lewis. I would have loved to see just 20 seconds of them just beating the crap out of Bart's team. <laughs> the voice, though, didn't sound like Ralph. Right? It sounded kind of off. It sounds kind of off, yeah. Every so often in these early seasons, Ralph's voice is a little off. This one isn't as bad as others. Like the one. Lisa's pony? Yeah, the Lisa's pony one is real bad. But what man can tame her? (laughs) Weird. (laughs) I love that line. Back in the, the, you know, the field. Uh, Mattingly is is playing, and Burns is like, Mattingly, get rid of those sidebirds. And he's like, what sidebirds? He's like, don't argue with me, just do it. You hippie. Calls <laughs> him a hippie, and Mattingly is like confused and frustrated. And he's like, what? I. Uh, Homer though is not afraid of these guys because he has Wonderbat. That's right, Wonderbat. Which, uh, what is it? Roger Clemens is pitcher at the Rocket. That's his nickname. Yeah. Destroys the Wonderbat. <laughs> yes, he does, and it is immediately gone and does not appear again in the episode. I. Uh, Burns, though, tells everyone to take a knee. And he says that, uh, you know, the Shelbyville game is the biggest day of their lives. <laughs> yes. Not the World Series these guys have all won. But <laughs> <laughs> He tells everyone to abstain from coffee, tea, and cola drinks. And he goes, make no mistake, they pack a wallop. 
While Griffey is still sipping Just down sipping the tonic. brain and nerve tonic. And the, my favorite part is that when he says, uh, uh, they sure pack a wall up, you have Daryl Strawberry go, sure do, Skip. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, he, he talks about, you know, how, like, you know, he's like, here's the, the list of people playing. And he's like, you know, for those who didn't make it, I'm very disappointed in you. Like, you know, something was lacking. He's like, let's call it spirit. And Daryl Strawberry is like, no hustle either, Skip. <laughs> And I love that. Did you see who's angry at him when he says that? When Daryl Strawberry yells that? No. Two people. Homer and Roger Clemens. <laughs> Even Roger Clemens is just like, ah, Strawberry. Uh, and uh, we have uh, Lenny saying, aw, nuts for the very first time, which will be one of his catchphrases in a later episode. Oh, yeah. And uh, Homer, though. He's like, did I make the team? He's like, Roger Clemens, did I make the team? And he's like, you sure did. <laughs> and he's so excited. And he's like, get your face, Strawberry. And he's like, wait a minute. Are you Ken Griffey Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, sorry to get your hopes up. And I love that Roger Clemens has no idea what Ken Griffey Jr. looks like. <laughs> yeah. I just love how deadpan his delivery of this line is. He's like, yeah. you sure did. <laughs> it, it, honestly, like, if that was regular voice acting, it would not be good. But, like, for his just deadpan delivery of that moment, somehow it works with great comedic timing. Yep. It's kind of weird how it works out. Uh, but Mr. Burns, he doesn't have anything to worry about. Because yeah. what are the chances that nine misfortunes happen to his nine all-stars? I mean, three, possibly. <laughs> Maybe even four. <laughs> Seven, there's an outside chance. <laughs> but nine, you'd like to see that. Uh, this is my favorite part of this, this is episode. This my favorite part of this episode. <laughs> when everything goes wrong. <laughs> Steve Sachs is driving down Springfield in uh, a, you know, a, like a suburban area. and He, he could live here. Yeah, he loves it. He, he thinks it looks <laughs> nice. And then he gets pulled over by Eddie and Lou, who are very, very concerned that someone from New York is here. <laughs> Steve Sachs from New York City. <laughs> Lou has a gun pointed at Steve <laughs> yeah. Sachs. I heard that uh, somebody got murdered in New York City, and they uh, never solved it. Well, we people get murdered all the time. You don't know when to keep your mouth shut, do you, sexy boy? <laughs> I love that sexy boy. <laughs> <laughs> and so, because Lou is like so, he's like so perfect. Like, oh god, the so li good, his line delivery boy. is there is amazing. And uh, watch too many movies. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I spoiled that one for later. Uh, Sax is just going to have the worst of it. <laughs> he really does. So, Mike Sosha. I don't know. We don't know where Ozzy Smith is today. Yeah, he's gone forever. So, Mike Sosha is in the hospital, and he can't lift his arms or even speak at a normal rate. And when he's like, will I make it to softball tomorrow? Hibbert laughs, and he's like, no, by tomorrow you'll barely be able to breathe. And he's like, oh, darn and a nurse cuts him off, which has got to be an emergency, right? If a nurse is cutting you off in the middle of like another appointment. And she's like, it's, sir, it's Ken Griffey Jr. And he opens the shutter or the, the like, you know, the uh, the like the curtains or whatever. And he's like, good Lord, gigantism. <laughs> and it's Ken Griffey Jr. who's like enormous, still <laughs> sucking out the bottle. <laughs> he's sucking out it like a baby bottle. <laughs> so he's got good. this gigantic head. So good. Uh, 
Now, here's the part where we need to do some chatting. So Jose Canseco is walking down the street and a woman's house is on fire and she's like, my baby. And he's like, don't worry, ma'am, I'll save your baby. And he and I mean, it's a funny part. Oh, he goes in. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. He comes back out and she's like, my cat. And he's like, never fear, ma'am. And he awkwardly runs in again. He comes back out and she's like, and then you hear like inside the house, like, and she's like, my player piano and he's like oh man and he runs into the house again listen Canseco did a lot of steroids as we now know he could easily have gotten that <laughs> player piano out of there so so here's the question what was the scene supposed to be he was supposed to have slept with Mrs. Krabappel <laughs> isn't that crazy why didn't they keep that in there they, because he and his wife a, yeah we're yeah. like absolutely not i'm uh, not doing that okay him being married i kind of get it i mean don't get me wrong i think that's a very funny like i feel like you know most of the other players probably would have been like yeah whatever i don't care they, uh, they didn't even have to have him sleep together they could have just did what they did with aerosmith where she's like trying to seduce him he's like <laughs> no i don't want this but i feel like too like krabappel isn't quite yet that woman in the series like she's, she, a, she's a little thirsty at this point is she well okay. i mean I in the remember. yeah because uh, uh i mean later the, on she goes full tilt but <laughs> oh yeah yeah but even up to now i mean she flirts with homer in uh flaming Moe's. oh yeah you know she flirts with uh uh, uh arrow she, the guy from aerosmith yeah, uh, joe, joe strummer yeah so like i mean she's yeah. definitely done her fair share of of she was thirsting with, she was with the sushi chef yeah in the back seat of his car <laughs> all right fair enough yeah so i mean it's it's it, i mean it'll it'll you know increase as time goes by you get it kerbapple you go for it girl yeah heck yeah <laughs> i mean you you do you so okay so jose can take i was supposed to hook up with kerbapple interesting i know that would have been weird I mean, yeah. I feel like the way the way they did it was funny. I mean, yeah, they did a good job with it. It's funny. It's I mean, it's it's clear that it's overshooting the fact that like you know it's like oh you can't show me looking bad and so it's like oh okay well we'll have it be so over the top it's ridiculous. I back at home though. Homer's kind of depressed. He's, he's, you know, like, you know, he was good at this and it was taken away from him. And he's like, you know, you know, really sad. And Marge is like, well, you're good at lots of things. And he's like, well, like what? And she's like, well, like snuggling. And he's like, yeah, but none of my friends can watch me. <laughs> and Marge is a little ticked. I. So we then have. <laughs> yeah. I. That's only uh, half the players, not even. Oh, yeah, we're, we've still got some more. And so Wade Boggs is in a bar, Moe's Tavern, and he's talking with Barney, arguing with him. he's in a bar. I was going to say, Wade Boggs is famous for <laughs> yeah, being a hell of a drinker. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to get into that right after what he explains happens. And so, uh, well, I think we can go through this argument together. Uh, 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 Barney's yelling at uh, Wade Boggs. He's like... I say England's greatest prime minister was Lord Palmerston. Pit the elder. Lord Palmerston. <laughs> Pit the elder. All right, you asked for it, Boggs. And he just jacks him in the face and he just drops like a sack of bricks. Now, uh, for those who don't know, Lord Palmerston and Pitt the Elder were both prime ministers in the uh, the UK. Uh, Palmerston was in the 1800s, while uh, Pitt the Elder was in the 1700s, and both are considered some of the greatest prime ministers in their history. <laughs> and then Mo gets involved too. Yeah, <laughs> Pitt the Elder, Lord Palmerston, <laughs> and he just cold cocks Mo in the face. 
Okay. I love how Barney's arguing about prime ministers of the UK. So, Craig, do uh-huh. you know what a notorious drunk Wade Boggs was? I actually didn't know. Oh, so, yeah. there is an urban legend in baseball uh-huh. that on a road trip, Wade Boggs drank 100 beers. Like through the whole trip? Yes. Yes. And then played a game the day after. Wait, like, so a road trip, like, taking over the span of how long? Like, he was probably going across the country. Yeah, across Because like, he played for the Red Sox. Okay, so, like... Uh, so he was probably going from Boston to L.A. or something. But still, you're talking, like, six hours. Wow. And a hundred beers. Yikes. Yeah. So... That- Always Sunny in Philadelphia did a hilarious parody <laughs> of it. They tried to, to beat it. Yeah, they have an episode where they try to beat Boggs' record, and they have something we'll get into with the songs later on at the end of the episode. But... Wade Box has confirmed this myth to TMZ. <laughs> yes, yeah. Really? They asked him, how many beers have you had in one day? Have you ever drank over 100 in one day? And his response is, in one day, over 100? Yeah, over 100. Wow. <laughs> That's scary. I don't know how he's alive. Yeah, no, 100 beers in one day? Good Jesus Lord. Christ. Good lord. And how he played the next day, if that's true, yeah. too. Like, good lord. <laughs> Seriously? So him being in a bar is even more fitting for yeah. this. He's even got the beer in his hand when he's yeah. at post, too. He probably has to get that, that get that put in. Listen, I'm going to be at the bar. You better have a beer in my hand. Listen, you guys don't have to pay me for this episode, but it's done for real because I want to try it. <laughs> uh, so, I... You know, I, I, it, in the jail, we have Steve Sachs, and he's like, don't I get to call my lawyer? And uh, they're like, you watch too many movies, Sachs. <laughs> and otherwise, off somewhere on the outskirts of Springfield, we have the Springfield Mystery Spot, where logic <laughs> takes a holiday and all laws of nature are meaningless. <laughs> and Ozzie Smith is like, he's like, you know, uh, how long is this going to take? I got to get to a baseball or a softball game. And he's like, once you go in, you may never come out. And he's like, wow, one please. And he jumps in and all you hear is, ah! <laughs> and the guy like laughs. Like, it, what, who is this crazy maniac who has a portal to another dimension? I mean, if you let people into your portal to another dimension, you can make a good profit. Yeah. Another dimension? Another dimension. Another dimension? Oh, God. Intergalactic. Show I, some respect. I know you're talking Beastie Boys. I could still say, oh, God. That's fair. Listen, and Ozzy had the choice. He didn't have to go in there. No, so. he chose to go in there. He paid to go in there. <laughs> but yeah. it's once you go in, you may never come out. How could you pass that up? With his camera. <laughs> so, <laughs> I forgot he has a camera in there. <laughs> we'll get to that. So we have everything going on back at the Simpson household. Homer's slowly dragging himself down the stairs, and the family's ready to go. Yep. And he's like, I don't want you to see me sitting on my worthless butt. We've seen it, Dad. <laughs> Such a great line by Bart. Back in the game, Burns is yelling at Mattingly. He's like, Mattingly, I thought I told you to get rid of those sideburns. And he's like, Look, Mr. Burns, I don't think I don't know what you think sideburns are. And he's like, Don't argue with me, just do it. Which I'm assuming it's the mullet that he has, right? Like that's gotta be what he's yelling at him Either about. Either that or the mustache. Could be the mustache too. Either way, Burns is insane. Yes. <laughs> And so, you know, Burns looks at Smithers and he's like, 
Smithers. He's like, where are my ringers? And Smithers is like, sir, Mike Sosha may, may not make it through the night. <laughs> Steve Six is looking at six consecutive life sentences. Ozzy Smith vanished off the face of the earth, and it just cuts to him flying through <laughs> like this weird dimension. <laughs> Taking pictures. Yeah, and like E equals MC square flies by, and he's like, cool, takes a picture, and goes back to screaming. Uh, so dumb, but and- so good. He's like, what about Kitsako? And it cuts to the woman, and she's like, the dryer goes on the right. And he's like, yes, ma'am. And he like, and uh, uh, did you guys see what he has like brought out? Yeah, washer and dryer, right? Washer, dryer, grandfather clock, piano, kitchen table, couch recliner, bar stool, nightstand, and there's now a different cat on one of the couches. Nice. Uh, and then... My other cat. <laughs> <laughs> then he's like, what about Clemens? And I... Uh, it cuts to Clemens and he's like, and he's like that damn hypnotist. And he's like, my, he's like my starting pitcher thinks he's a chicken. He's like, make no mistake, I'm gonna take this up with the American Hypnotical Association. Which, by the way, did you know that that's kind of a thing? I did not know that. What? It's not the way you think it is. Uh, when it comes to hypnotherapy, there is an American Hypnotherapy Association. Why? <laughs> That's a good question. I have no idea. But it does exist. That's all I know. Uh, That's kind of awesome. I'm not going to lie. It's just crazy. Like, mm-hmm. do you think the Simpsons writers like knew that? Or do you think they just put it in there? Oh, and, they put it in there. It's a oh, joke. There's right. no way. And, but then there really is one. Because like, you don't have the internet back then. So how would they be able to research that kind of stuff? Some of, you know? Yeah, some of the stuff, it, it is kind of weird how it happens. Or coincidentally. Or, or you know, I mean, kudos to them for like getting all these like players' stats. and Or not stats, but like the players, right? Apparently, yeah. uh, one of the guys on the show, and I don't know remember who it is. Uh, but I heard that he actually was super into baseball and softball, and that's why he brought up like Mordecai, Three Finger Brown, mm-hmm. and all these old players and stuff because he just knew it or had the info handy from like old almanacs and stuff. So by this time, they're writing the episodes over in California, which is kind of like the new age era for things. So somebody might have known someone who went to somebody who was authorized by the American Hypnotical Society. Oh, that could be. That's that could be true. I could see that happening. Sounds like a California thing. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so like you know when Burns is yelling at the hypnotist, he pulls out the little like uh, coin and he's like, "But I did a good job, a good job." And he's like, "Well, it's okay. You did a good job." And Manningly pops out, and he's like. Manningly, he's like, I told you to trim those sideburns, and he's like, his half his head is shaved, (laughs) and he's like, you're off the team, (laughs) and he he walks by and he's like, still like I'm better than Steinbrenner, yep. Which Steinbrenner was the owner of the Yankees, right? Correct, yeah, George Steinbrenner. And so, like, do you know much about like the big fight they had? I don't know about the big fight that Manningly and him got in. Um, but I do know that this was one of those like Simpsons predicting the future things. Uh-huh. So Mattingly got kicked out of a lineup in the future because of his hair. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, he uh, apparently there was a uh, uh, a rule with the Yankees about facial hair, and he like he got mad because they didn't give him like notice on it, I guess. And yeah. so like he basically took a stand and was just like, "Screw you, don't care." And they like. They, like, kicked him off the team for a while. Yeah. I mean, Steinbrenner is notorious for being really douchebaggy. Like, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, hit, the hit TV show Seinfeld makes fun of Steinbrenner all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but he was really like that. He was pretty ruthless. There was, like, a whole ESPN special about George Steinbrenner, which usually, like, sports don't do No, they don't biographies do biographies on team owners. But he was just, you know, he's one of the famous ever. Yeah, that no- he was that notorious. Yeah. Crazy. 
Uh, Burns has no other options. He lets the team know that they hate him, but he hates them even more. (laughs) And he tells them essentially to remember some inspiring words that they may have heard once in their lives and go win. And everyone goes to run off, except uh, Homer. And he goes, not you, Simpson. He's like, Strawberry, like the person in your position is still here. And Daryl Strawberry is still there and has not had anything bad happen to him. That's because bad things happen to him in life. Like what? Oh, Daryl Strawberry has an insane history. Really? He got busted during one of the seasons. I think it was like 94, 95 for cocaine possession. Oh, yikes. He was a sex addict and got arrested for soliciting a prostitute. Uh Uh-oh. He was also famously said that in between innings, he would have sex with women during actual baseball games. What? He's been arrested about nine or ten times. What a madman. Has had cancer oh. and has recovered. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. Daryl Strawberry also has an ESPN special about him. Yeah, I Because can see of how that. crazy he is. That's, in, that's nuts. <laughs> Which is what makes like this episode so amazing because of just the way he acts and like <laughs> who he so, is in the episode. He's so prim and proper in yeah, the episode. It's like, that is so not him. I, that is I great. like having sex in between innings. So that might be my favorite part <laughs> of that, that story. Crazy? <laughs> he's like, like, he's like have... oh, come on down here. Come on, girl. Let's go. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I got about 90 seconds. Let's get this Let's done. Let's get this done. Let's go. <laughs> Pop him off. Let's go. Yep. You got a skirt on? We're good. <laughs> Yikes. So uh, uh, the the Simpson family is not feeling Daryl Strawberry, though. And they're like, you stink, Strawberry. Daryl. Daryl. And Marge is like, well, that's not very nice. And Lisa's like, and it's funny that it's Lisa, because normally it'd be Bart. Lisa's like, oh, you know, they're professional athletes. It rolls right off their back. And it shows Daryl Strawberry with a single tear rolling down his face. I have to say, when I'm at a sporting event and I start booing for whatever reason, uh-huh. I sometimes just start going, Daryl. <laughs> and like, you know, people stare at me, but that's great. I just love the way that they do that and they make them cry. That's amazing. <laughs> it's also a little weird mini scene here with the peanut vendor <laughs> I, love I love the, the peanut peanuts peanuts, peanuts, ah, peanuts and he starts like throwing them everywhere hitting people in the face and like one goes and hits a car in the, the, the parking park lot. parking one, lot one's around the pitcher's mouth <laughs> I want that guy's job I want to throw peanuts that'd be everywhere. great oh peanuts hey peanuts hey peanuts just start hitting people in the face just talking it at people yeah it's awesome so uh, Burns is like, you know, Smithers, like, massage my, like, cranium or whatever. And, like, you know, uh, he comes up with a, a just amazing strategy as a coach when he goes, you, Strawberry, hit a home run. And he goes, okay. And he just knocks it out of the park. <laughs> okay, Skip. Okay, Skip. <laughs> knocks it out of the park. And, uh, and Burns is like, see, I told him to do that. Brilliant strategy, sir. I. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, it uh, cuts to, to Marge, who's filming, and she's like, and there's your father. And then he starts scratching himself. And she's like, <laughs> oh, kids, like, tell me when your father starts scratching himself. Kids? And she's like, yeah, we'll tell you, Ma. <laughs> it's such a good scene. Yeah, we'll tell you, Mom. He's just, he's just on the bench all by himself. Yeah. He's scratching himself. Now, here's my question. How did this game, which one team has Daryl Strawberry, <laughs> become 43-43 to 43 in the bottom of the ninth? I don't know. Maybe they weren't hitting to Daryl. 
they were hitting to the other parts of the field. <laughs> yeah, probably, I guess. That's fair. <laughs> Maybe Aristotle also had a ringer that we never got to see. Oh, oh, there you go. Oh, that could be. Maybe Mark McGuire showed up. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he shows up in later episodes. <laughs> oh. Uh, and so it's 43 to 43. Daryl Strawberry's about to go bat, and Burns is like, Strawberry. He's like, hit the showers. And he's like, what? And he's like, he's like, you know, you see, you're a left-handed, you know, uh, uh, or the uh, the pitcher's left-handed, and you're a left-handed batter. Uh, you know, I'm just going to, like, you know, like, you know, uh, play the percentages. Yeah, play the percentages. And he's like, you're pinch hitting for me? <laughs> I hit nine home runs today. <laughs> and he's like, and you should be very proud. And he's like, Simpson, you're up. And Homer gets up. And while everybody else in the crowd is booing him, Bart and Lisa and Marge are pretty excited. Oh, yeah. And, Which is Maggie there? Uh, yeah, yeah I believe so. Pushy? Okay. I believe so. And I love that while uh, Homer walks by and like all the players on the, the bench, like Lenny and Carl, are like, go Homer! And you have Roger Clemens who goes, bark, 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 bark. <laughs> And uh, Homer gets up and Burns starts going through all the signals. And he's like, if I touch my belt buckle not once, not twice, not thrice, it means to bunt. And like all this other stuff. And Homer just sort of zones out. And he's like, man, I wish I, I have no idea what this guy is talking about. I wish I was home with a bag of potato chips. Mmm, potato chips. I love it when Homer start, <laughs> you start going into Homer's mind at oh, any it's part so good. in the series. <laughs> and so. Homer is like zones out, pops back in, and Burns is like, did you get that? And he's like, yes, sir. And he goes to bat, and Burns starts doing this ridiculous dance, like waving around, and Homer's just like, huh? And the ball just cracks him in the skull, <laughs> and he falls over. Now, one thing, I so I watched it twice to get ready for, mm -hmm. for t today's episode. The second time I watched it, it looked like Homer winked at the pitcher. Oh, really? Huh. Which... Like in baseball, like that would be a reason to drill the player. <laughs> but it is like bases loaded, bottom of the ninth with two outs. Like yeah, that doesn't seem idea. to make the most sense. But I noticed that the second time around. So next time you guys watch it, let me know if you see it too. I will. I I'm absolutely. Will. I'm totally gonna watch it tonight. Because maybe that. that's like what you know. The, the reason, quote yeah, unquote. Like, quote unquote, reason, I guess. But I love it. I just love the thud. And he just like sits there for a moment and, <laughs> and then just flops. falls over. <laughs> and Marge is like, oh dear. And like, and Bart and Lisa are like, no, 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 no. Like, mom, dad just won the game. And he, she's like, well, he'll be happy when he's conscious. And. <laughs> It then has everyone run through the bases and they win. Yeah, and we get that. Point. Charlie runs through the bases, right? Doesn't he score the winning run? No, he, the, he shoves. It's uh, some random guy, right? Oh, the guy that? I really hate from the power plant, who's got oh. the crazy hair. He's, he looks like the kid who looks like Kid Vid. Oh, he's yeah. He's got the crazy red hair that goes back. Yeah, it's he's like a random okay. extra. He's a random extra that I just really hate. Yeah, why wasn't it Charlie? I don't know. They should have used Charlie. And so they they flop Homer over, they become the champions, and uh we see a pitcher. And the pitcher is amazing. It <laughs> yes. is the nineteen ninety-two uh, uh City Champs, and it shows all of the players and like uh Steve Sachs is chained to like uh uh Lou. He's got like a handcuff on him. Ozzy is a ghost. Yeah, he's just a ghost <laughs> floating through time and space. Spectral image of him. Jose Canseco looks like he's out of his mind, or not Jose Canseco. Jose Canseco looks like he's been in a house fire. Uh Griffey's uh, in a in a wheelchair yeah. with the head and a and a gown. 
uh, Wade Boggs has like a black eye. Uh, Roger Clemens is like he's the one flapping his arms like a madman because he's a chicken currently. Yep. Uh, and then who's left? Is Sosha in a hospital bed? If I remember right, or is yeah. he all, or is he also just in a wheelchair? I think he's in like a like a, a stretcher, <laughs> like a gurney yeah. or something. And then uh, the only other one, the other one that comes to my mind is probably my favorite, Daryl Strawberry. Have you guys? Did you guys see what his? What yes. looks like. He's in the back and he looks miserable. <laughs> He's so upset. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Maybe this is what caused him to go down that dark path in real life <laughs> because Homer benched him. <laughs> they then play, uh, which we're we're not going to play on this episode. It's it's running a little longer anyway. Uh, but they play Talking Softball, which you have some info on, right, John? Yeah. So it's a parody of Terry Cashman's song Talking Baseball. Well, who sings this song though? Terry Cashman comes in and sings this song i thought that was nuts i had no idea until sean brought that up earlier uh that it's the same guy who sung the original song who then comes in and then does covers his song with simpsons lyrics which uh we discussed uh before the show started uh the only other person who does something similar is james taylor Oh yeah, he changes his words (laughs) he changes the words to his own song which normally artists wouldn't be for the Red Hot Chili Peppers are down when Krusty uh, suggests that they change their lyrics, but they don't ever sing those but lyrics. But th- th- the Ramones say happy birthday, Burnsy. <laughs> but I guess that's not, that's yeah, not their song yeah, either. Yeah, it's not their song, though. <laughs> uh, the Rolling Stones killed immediately. <laughs> but, sir, those are do as I say. So, guys, that's the end of the episode. They play this song. They use footage from, you know, uh, 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 Dance and Homer, you know, in the, the, the end, mm-hmm. and also all the players and stuff. But... What do you guys feel is the lasting impact of this episode? You mean other than raping the Cosby show? (laughs) (laughs) Lord. Uh, That is, I mean, not in those words. In my uh, words, it's the Cosby killer in my notes. This is the show that beat the, or uh, the episode that beat the Cosby show for the first time. Uh, But uh, I mean, let's face it. This is also the most guest stars they've ever had. And nine of them ever will. Ten. Ten, if you count on... Uh, Terry Cashman. Yeah, Terry yeah. Cashman. Ten guest stars. That is more, I think, than even Krusty's comeback special episode. Yeah. Because that's not ten. It's a lot, but I don't think it's ten. If you count all the Red Hot Chili Peppers members as separate members, it beats it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But do all the Chili Peppers talk? That's true. I don't think oh, they do. Oh, no, I don't think they do. I think Flea does. Because, I mean, all these guys... They all speaking. have lines. Yeah, they, they all, they all lines. speaking lines. And quite yeah, or singing for that matter. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, the the most guest stars we get. It wrecked the well, at least for the very first time, destroyed the Cosby Show. I think for me too. Mm-hmm. This is one of the first episodes where there's just a lot of like random stupid shit that happens. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Like, it's the first time that there's just really bizarre things that they start to do more and more throughout the series. Like the peanut guy, right? Uh-huh. Or Ozzy Smith going into <laughs> another dimension. Like, like that's just, that does not stuff we quite see yet in the series. So but yeah, it, but it is zanier. Yeah, but well, it's played so well. Let me ask you guys a question. Did you notice in your watches that there's no B story to this? Uh, no, yeah, it's all one yeah. story. Yeah. I mean, you could almost argue that each player makes their own mini story and then it becomes a B, a C, a D, an E, F, G, you know. So I mean, like it's it you're right, there is no B story, but like there almost is. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> you watch too many movies, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get sexy in, boy. <laughs> se- you watch too many movies, sexy boy. I uh, 
So before we get into uh, our favorite quotes of the episode, Sphinx, you're a part of Last Action Podcast. Now, Sean and I have brought up that show uh, quite a few times before on Noiseline Arcade, but let us know what you guys are up to on that show. Yeah, so every Monday uh, we come to you, or however you listen to podcasts, and we do action movies. So we'll do classic action movies, and we'll even do current ones as well. Uh, at the time of this recording, we just had Desperado come out. We actually had three episodes without LPJ, which was beautiful. Oh, Desperado <laughs> was such a good movie. It was so good. I loved it. And then, um, actually, by the time this episode airs, it'll be a couple episodes without me. So I'm sure LBJ oh. will be saying plenty about me gone. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a great time. We've had both of you on the show before. Um, yeah. Arcade Phantom, you did Face Off. Which oh, I'm broke, so glad I got to put you through Face Off. Broke me. Uh, and I've been on uh, your episodes where we've covered Bond, every Bond movie. Bond specials where we talk about our top five and least favorite Bond movies. Yep. And uh, I was also on Willow. That's correct. With our uh, Noobs and Dragons episode where we had Metric on stage with us as well. Craig and I need to kick open the door. We'll all do Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Next time LPJ's out, we'll Just have you guys come by. kick open the door and do it. Better yet. When he's there, oh yeah, yeah. I will set it up so that we're watching. Uh, he thinks we're watching something else, but we'll actually talk about yeah. stop where my mom will shoot. <laughs> I didn't watch the movie, guys. Yeah, but you're still gonna do this episode. So let's you're go. Still stuck here. Let's do it. That's right. Yeah. We've now, so we've last now changed podcast. the chair. Yeah, so definitely check out that show. And if you're hesitant to get into other podcasts, just jump into Face Off or a Bond movie episode they did, and you'll ease your way in because you love us. Exactly. I I presume you love us if you're listening to. Noiseline Arcade still. Nobody loves Craig House. Oh, that's probably true. Uh, so let's go through everyone's favorite quotes of the episode. Uh, so, Arcade Phantom, how about you go first? Homer, can I get you a beer? No, I want to get him a beer. Kids, kids, you can each get me a beer. <laughs> Sphinx, I'm up for you. Mine's Bart when Homer tells him, don't put your mind in anything. Bart says, can't win, don't try. Gotcha. <laughs> My favorite is the conversation that uh, uh, Smithers and Burns has. And Burns asks Smithers, he says, is it wrong to cheat to win a million dollar bet? Yes, sir. Let me rephrase that. Is it wrong if I cheat to win a million dollar bet? No, sir. Who would you like to have killed? 